Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. <clears throat> well, Friday night, it was announced that the state legislature has reached a budget deal. They have this near $100 billion surplus. People have been waiting since January when Governor Newsom first talked about it. What are you doing about the high price of gasoline? And back then, Newsom said, well, what I'm proposing is that the scheduled gas sales tax hike that comes into effect on July 1st, let's suspend that. But the legislature immediately said, no, oh, no, we have to protect the road projects. We need that source of funding. So they went about with their own plan about giving money to Californians. And they had an idea that it would be scaled to people on the poorer end to get money. And at some point, if you make over a certain amount, you won't get anything. And eventually in this budget deal, they kind of went towards that proposal. Newsom's idea was to send everybody that had a registered vehicle some money. but the And of course, the Republican idea was to suspend the state uh, sales tax, which is over 50 cents a gallon for a period of time to help people because that directly helps people if you're dealing with high gas prices. But this kind of got repackaged into inflation relief, high price relief. I'm going to talk to Assemblyman Kevin Kiley now about all this. Let's bring him back on the show. Kevin, welcome. Hey, Ken. Great to be with you, as always. Yeah, so this has been repackaged into just another stimulus check is what it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, we know what it's not, right? Number one, it's not any suspension of the gas tax, although interestingly enough, it does include a suspension of the diesel uh, tax. And number two, uh, it's not a tax rebate. It's a, uh, uh, it's a spending program because they're uh, deciding who gets the checks, uh, what the criteria are for receiving them. Some people get more than others. Some people don't get anything. 
uh, and so forth. And so, uh, you know, we've gone from uh, let's give folks relief from these outrageous gas prices to let's give people tax relief to let's just have another spending program. Intuitively speaking, giving people money when we're facing inflation doesn't seem to make sense because that's just more money that will be spent, which could lead to higher prices. I'm not really sure I understand this, but... Well, yeah, I mean, you're assuming that intuition or common sense or anything of the sort, uh, you know, is a force that matters for much here in the capital. Uh, but unfortunately, that just isn't the reality. And so, yes, you often have uh, a quote-unquote solution like this that only makes the problem worse. So there apparently was no serious consideration about suspending the actual gas tax, was there? Well, not in this sort of backroom deal hashed out by three people, the governor and the Senate president and the speaker. Uh, you know, uh, they didn't consider it at all, uh, apparently. But we now have well over a dozen Democrats uh, who have joined uh, with the, you know, the entire Republican caucus uh, in calling for the gas tax to be suspended. So uh, the, our efforts uh, to push this forward uh, have, you know, gained momentum. Uh, but the leadership has just sort of uh, been unwilling to entertain it at all. And to make matters worse, this backroom deal they came up with, it looks like they're going to push this through uh, within the next couple of days, uh, even though we all just learned about it uh, last night. Uh, so there's a ba- basically no opportunity uh, for any sort of public input either. And the money's not even coming until late October? And that's the other thing. <laughs> so your check, you know, people are struggling right now. They're paying $6, $7 for gas right now. They're having, putting, have trouble, having trouble putting food on the table uh, right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, the legislature and the governor say, okay, we'll send you a check in several months, uh, which, you know, is, uh, happens to fall uh, at the very time when they'll probably be receiving their ballot in the mail, uh, maybe on the same day. Yeah, the timing, I think, is pretty questionable. I don't see why. I mean, they have this budget surplus, why they couldn't send this out in a few weeks, why they have to wait till late October to process this probably doesn't take that much. No, and I mean, honestly, I I have no faith, actually, they're going to do this right. I mean, we've seen what they did with the EDD checks uh, and what a disaster that was, uh, you know, so it shouldn't be that hard to do administratively. It's just that the state's uh, has a record of such uh, unbelievable incompetence. But, uh, you know, the, the nice thing about a suspension of the gas tax is it doesn't re- require really any administration at all. Uh, you know, you just have people who start paying less uh, in taxes. But, of course, uh, that's not what they want to do. They don't like to shut off any uh, source of, of revenue. They want it to, to land in the state treasury uh, and then have control over where it goes, uh, which is why they've just sort of, even when New York and Connecticut and, and Joe Biden are calling uh, for a suspension of the gas tax, uh, Gavin Newsom and the legislature uh, still refuse to do it. Yeah, and that's lame excuse they use, well, the oil companies won't pass it along, has been disproven in the states that actually have suspended the gas tax. Prices have gone down. That's exactly right. It's been disproven. You could observe it empirically. Uh, Wharton at University of Pennsylvania came out with a study showing that this is what happens. The consumers uh, get the savings. Our own legislative analyst uh, has said the same thing. Uh, And so it's like they just keep asking us to sort of deny reality uh, or even now to believe that Joe Biden apparently wants the the oil companies to get some massive windfall, uh, since even he is calling for a suspension of the federal uh, gas tax and is calling upon states like California uh, to suspend theirs. So when you make Joe Biden kind of look reasonable by comparison, I mean, you've really kind of gone off the deep end. And they kind of messed up here because the one thing that's really affecting people that they notice every day they drive around is the price of gas in California. So if they had framed this as gas price relief, which they did originally, 
it probably would sell better, but instead it's just like, oh, you're going to get a check in the mail, and it's because of inflation. I think they really screwed up the optics on this. I think they could have made this really revolve around what we have, which is the highest gas prices in the nation. And instead, the check's not going to come for months, and it's really not that much. It's a few hundred dollars, depending on your income mm -hmm. level. So I, I really right. think that this has become just a, a, a big bust here. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, the the sort of origin of this, by the way, uh, is that when we, uh, you know, brought the gas tax suspension vote uh, to the floor of the assembly, they got so much blowback for refusing to do that that they figured they have to look like they're doing something. And so that was sort of the, the genesis of this uh, rebate uh, idea, uh, which, you know, as you've, uh, as you mentioned, has sort of now morphed into, has taken various forms. There are a lot of proposals out there, and they've only now, after several months, uh, landed on, on some sort of a proposal that won't do anything for anyone uh, for several more months. Uh, so, uh, you know, it uh, in a sense, uh, you know, you can claim sort of a small victory in the sense that we forced them to do something, <laughs> but it just goes to show you uh, how much of an uphill battle it is uh, for common sense and to actually serve, uh, to prevail and for, you know, uh, to get this uh, set of politicians to do the right thing for, for Californians. Yeah, nothing indicates more just how horrible they are in Sacramento when they took that bill to suspend the gas tax. They gutted, amended it, and then turned it into an oil company tax. Remember when they did that a few months ago? Uh, I do. I was there. It yeah, was I know bill. you were there. And then what? They didn't want to put their name on it or something? Uh, exactly. They uh, they refused even to sign their name to the bill. They wanted to have my name on the bill. This is my bill to suspend the gas tax. And so this is their really clever idea. I know. Let's change my bill into this massive tax increase. Uh, but it was so humiliating for them, they actually had to uh, backtrack and, and sort of uh, delete the, the entire bill from existence. So there was no record of what they tried to do. So, I mean, a $97 billion budget surplus, and what, how much is this supposedly going to cost? Like $10 billion? these uh, inflation relief checks? Uh, I think the whole inflation relief package was what, something like $17 billion, I think they said. I mean, at some point, it's just like these numbers are unreal. Uh, the, the budget itself is well over $300 billion now. Uh, when you look just going back 20 years, it was $100 billion. So, I mean, when you think about that, it took, what, 150 years of California history for us to get a $100 billion budget, and then it took 20 years for us to add another $200 billion to the budget. And, you know, of course, you look around, and you're like, has the quality of life, uh, you know, gotten three times better in California? Yeah, not at all. No, and then all the money they take in on the gas tax, the roads are just stupendous, right? They're beautiful. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's a case in point. We, we have the highest gas tax in the country, and we have about the worst roads. You know, you sacrifice the most in, as a Californian, and you get the least in return, the lowest quality of government service. All right, Kevin. Thanks a lot for joining me once again. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks. All right. Assemblymember Kevin Kiley from up in Northern California. Yes, a Republican. Uh, talking about this deal that the Democrats reached, really just the leader of the Assembly in the State Senate and Governor Dippity Do, to give what is now being packaged as price or inflation relief money to Californians. And again, depending on your income level, you will get a amount. It's around $350 per taxpayer. It drops down from there as you make more money. More coming up on the John and Ken show on KFI. And yes, when we come back, I won't forget, it is the keyword that you could possibly win $1,000 when you enter it at the website. 
John and Ken show on KFI. And all right, coming up, we're going to take a look at some of the fools in Washington, D.C. You know, it's a little, well, it's around dinner time. It's getting close. So we'll have a word salad from Kamala Harris about the Roe versus Wade decision. We'll also talk about what they could do in Washington, D.C. to codify a woman's right to, I'm sorry, a birthing person's right to an abortion into federal law so they can override, I guess, what some of the states might do to restrict it. We'll see. But anyway, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is being criticized by a new Texas congresswoman. We'll tell you what she did, which was pretty harsh. Yeah, she doesn't drink. Okay, sure. But now, uh, oh, and by the way, in case you don't know, while gas prices have been kind of going down a little bit, it's still over $6 a gallon, which is horrendous compared to not that long ago. Uh, come Friday, there is going to be the gas tax increase. Back in 2017, they passed that horrendous bill in Sacramento. They, At the time, they needed a few Republican votes, and they got them. It was all about the climate. And what they were doing was raising... The gas tax, Senate Bill 1, and then they put up all these signs all over the state that your gas tax money is going to improve the roads. And this project has been supported by SB1, your gas tax dollars at work. I've noticed, and many people have said this who have emailed the show, you don't see that anymore. You don't see those signs. They came down because the next year they got on the ballot a repeal of the gas tax hike. That failed, but those signs probably convinced people, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is really doing me well. These, this, I'm, I'm looking at actual my my tax dollars at work right in front of me with these road repairs. It was nonsense. And the condition of roads, and I was just talking to Assemblyman Kevin Kiley. You think about that. The state budget went from $100 billion in spending to $300 billion in just a couple of decades. It's, it's mind-boggling when you think about it. But when you have a state with a hell of a good number of very wealthy people who are turning in all sorts of capital gains taxes over to the state when the markets do well and the economy does well. And then you have this huge, like a third of the state or more, that's in severe poverty. This is the imbalance that you have, and they need more money to support that lower end, which is not decreasing. It's only growing. So now they're going to give them more money in the mail and tell them it's inflation relief. But really what it is, it's just another stimulus check for poor people. That's really what they came up with. And that was the goal of the legislature, because they're still trying to support the poor people in the state. I mean, I've said this before. Basically, we've driven out the middle class. We have a sort of a lower upper class and a very upper class and an incredibly high upper class. And they need the poor people to do all the services for them, right? To take care of their kids to work in the restaurants, to clean their homes, to mow their lawns, all the things that we don't have time to do anymore that brought in this huge and growing class that was driven by immigration, both legal and illegal. And now we're faced with failing schools and a permanent class of poverty, all right? Joel Kotkin has chronicled this well. If you've never read anything from him, you should about the uh, surf kind of fiefdom place that we live in in California in the year 2022. Uh, Let's talk for a moment about high gas prices, which probably aren't going to go away. And one of the other problems is not talked about much 
is refinery closures. Refinery closures are outpacing new construction, and that will be the case over the next five years. That's going to reduce the supply of items manufactured at refineries to meet increasing worldwide demands. Uh, according to this story I'm reading, there were almost 700 oil refineries in the world. That was January of 2020. But because of continuous overregulation, permitting delays, aging equipment, and the worldwide support of the environmental, social, and governance to divest in fossil fuels, uh, in 2019, there were 135 refineries in the U.S., but five facilities were shuttered during the last two years. You know, I'm looking at two competing stories, one that was written in a more conservative website, and then one from NPR, and they say the same thing, that when we did the lockdowns in early 2020 and people stopped traveling, driving to work, driving anywhere, the oil industry just, they made some decisions and they laid off people and they closed many facilities, including the refineries, not many, but enough that it makes a difference because there aren't that many to begin with. Um, there are over 100 new refineries under construction with most of them in Asia, 88 will be built in Asia. Europe will have 12, North America 10. Asia, of course, is the reason is the region with the greatest number of future petroleum refineries. As of 2021, there were 88 new facilities in planning or under construction in Asia. By comparison, Europe is set to see an addition of 12 petroleum refinery in North America will only see about 10. So what you're going to see down the road is not going to get any better. Particularly here in California, where we're called an isolated geographic market from the rest of the country. And by the way, many other products are made from crude oil, too. That's going to affect many daily products. Oil is not just something that's refined into gasoline and put into your car. It's in many, many products that you use every day. Um, it says one in five, 20% or almost 140 refineries are expected to be shuttered worldwide, resulting in a 20% decline in products manufactured. We're in this strange bind now where you have leaders like Biden and everybody here in California wanting to get us off of fossil fuels. But the reality, when you look around, is people's everyday lives are driven by fossil fuels. Most people are still driving by far, not just in California, but even worse in the rest of the country, gasoline-powered cars. And they're being dragged into the next generation of vehicles, which is supposed to be electric, which many of them can't afford. And who knows if there's enough electricity supply to make this happen anyway. So we're really stuck right now. And it's like it all took hold this year with these accelerating and out-of-control gas price increases. All right, when I come back, we'll be talking more about, oh, your favorite politicians. Uh, Joe Biden had a moment. He's over in Europe talking to the G7 leaders, and apparently he got interrupted by the French president who was telling him some bad news about the oil supply. We'll have uh, Kamala Harris here with a word salad about the abortion issue. Nancy Pelosi embarrassing herself. This and more coming up on the John and Ken show on KFI. A reminder that the recall against the L.A. County District Attorney is really coming down to the crunch time. That's George Gascon, 
In just over a week, they have to turn in all the signatures to the L.A. County Registrar of Voters and then hope they don't get whittled down. So they're looking for a cushion in the number of signatures. They have to collect probably 150 to 200,000 additional signatures above the amount necessary because some are definitely going to be thrown out. That does happen. Uh, it could be upwards of 30%, according to some people who analyze these types of things. So you can go to the website, recall, dagorgegascon.com. And if you're an L.A. County registered voter, you can download the petition. You need to drop it off at a location. You cannot put it in the mail because it will not get there in time for them to be able to sort through it and then hand it over to the registrar of voters on July 6th. So go to KF, go to the website, recalldagorgegascon.com. Uh, making news this afternoon in the city of L.A. Uh, concerning the corruption that is the L.A. city government. We have a city councilman by the name of Jose Wezar, who has left the city council and is facing a trial on corruption charges next year. Well, today a jury found a downtown developer guilty of bribery in the Wezar case. So if a jury buys the fact that this real estate developer did indeed bribe Jose Wezar, I don't know what kind of explanation he's going to have to make it sound like, well, this wasn't a bribe. This is just a generous man who gave me $500,000 in cash. Uh, the name of the developer is Dayong Lee. And there was a labor group which had a lot of political connections, don't they all, that filed a challenge against his plan to build a 20-story tower in downtown Los Angeles. So the developer, also known simply as David Lee, paid $500,000 in cash to get rid of the union opposition. And the worst news here for Weezar is that there were middlemen involved and they're also pleading. So he's been guilty. He's been found guilty of paying this $500,000 bribe to ensure that Jose Weezar would get the project through the city's planning process. And we've talked about this before. The LA City Council, at least the makeup at the time, pretty much didn't interfere with each other's business whenever it came to things like development projects or any other special projects. They, because obviously, if you meddle in someone else's affair in the council, they might meddle in yours. So, you know, just let them go. So they found this guy guilty of wire fraud and obstruction of justice. Uh, they also found his company guilty, which is weird. 940 Hill LLC, which had sought city approval for the residential tower. Uh, this is obviously a sneak preview of what's going to happen when Jose Wiesor goes on trial next year. He is, of course, pled not guilty. But you would think after developments like this, he might be thinking about a plea deal. Uh, they allege that Lee provided $500,000 in cash to ensure that Weezar would support the project, get rid of the appeal that challenged it. It was filed by this construction trade union group. Uh, Justin Kim, a political fixer, that's a good name, and campaign fundraiser picked up the cash from Lee, handing a portion of it to Weezar's high-level aide, a man by the name of George Esparza. Esparza already pled guilty in the case testifying that he took part in two money drops near Lee's office. What, what chance does Weezar have when all of these people are being found guilty or 
making plea deals. He had, uh, Esparza testified he delivered 200000 in bribe money to Weizar, only to be told by his boss that he, that he should hide it. Weizar later tried to get the money back, Esparza told the jury. Kim admitted keeping another portion of the bribe, as does Esparza, who is awaiting sentencing. So Weizar, who apparently, because this was his council district, he wielded enormous power over downtown development. And he decided, like a lot of politicians do, I'm not paid enough to do this. We need to find other sources of revenue. And that's what they sometimes do. Good old-fashioned bribes. I think Weezar is the one with the poker chips. He may have been in Vegas, paid in poker chips, and he was apparently on video at the cashier cage, cashing in the poker chips he got as part of the bribe. So we'll see how this all plays out. But I think Weezar is going to be looking at making a deal pretty soon with the government. All right, let's move over to national politics. Oh, let's uh, check out a delicious word salad. Apparently on Friday, after we learned of the Supreme Court's reversal of the Roe v. Wade decision, one of those who weighed in was our esteemed vice president, Kamala Harris. She's speaking to the National Association of Latino Elected and Appointed Officials, their 39th annual conference. And this is what she said. The strength of our nation has always been that despite the odds and the obstacles, we push to move forward, that we are guided by what we see that can be unburdened by what has been. The rest was, and I know everyone in this room understands this, I think there were puzzled looks. I actually have the quote here. We push to move forward, that we are guided by what we see that can be, unburdened by what has been. Did somebody write this for her? I can't imagine she made this up on the fly. That's a delicious word salad with extra dressing. The strength of our nation has always been we are guided by what we see that can be unburdened by what has been. What? <laughs> what a muddled mess. You may have seen the story, uh, also dealing with some of this, that um, a million voters across 43 states switched their registration to the Republican Party over the last year. Now, you would think the crowd that is really worked up over gun control and now abortion rights would think that this is going to reverse back. But this just points out something I've said on the show over and over again. It's what's going on with the economy. And inflation is really hurting people. People outside of California, never before seen five, oh, we got $6 and something gas prices, but they had never before seen $5 a gallon gas prices are reacting to this stuff. It doesn't surprise me. And it says here, uh, they weren't just Democrats switching over to Republican. It was also people that were, you know, independent. They didn't belong to either party, but they registered with the Republican Party. This is bad news for Kamala and the Democrats when it comes to the control of Congress, because if this plays out in November, the Associated Press examined nearly 1.7 million voters who had likely switched affiliations across 42 states for which they had da data in the last 12 months. And while switching parties is not uncommon, the data shows a definite reversal from the period while Trump was in office. 
where Democrats enjoyed a slight edge in the number of people who switch parties because no one ever likes the guy in charge. Even if things are going well, they kind of like, eh. But once things start going south, over the last year, roughly two-thirds of the 1.7 million voters who changed their party affiliation shifted to the Republican Party. In all, more than a million people became Republicans compared to about 630,000 who became Democrats. So that is a small portion of the overall U.S. electorate, but depending on where it is, it could have an effect in like local congressional races when that plays out. Now, today overseas, Biden is in Europe meeting with the G7 leaders. It's a summit in Germany. And apparently his national security advisor, a guy by the name of Jake Sullivan, stepped in because French President Emmanuel Macron was giving Biden some bad news. This was a, a report about attempts to get Arab nations to produce more oil to lower the record gas prices. And when Sullivan heard this, apparently he came up to Biden and Macron and said, careful, maybe we should just step inside because of the cameras. And it's not clear as to whether or not it was the news that Macron was going to deliver. But apparently he said, I had a call with MBZ, uh, referring to the leader of the United Arab Emirates, that Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nayan. He told me two things. I'm at a maximum, maximum production cap capacity. That's what he claims. And then he said the Saudis can increase by 150,000 barrels a day, maybe a bit more, but they don't have huge capacities before six months' time. But apparently that was too much for uh, the National Security Advisor, and he decided, hey, we don't want this to get out into the rest of the media, so why don't you just... Uh, steer them this way so uh, the cameras don't pick up exactly what's being said here, but I guess enough of it leaked out that reporters picked up that portion. And finally, one of our other California nationalist team leaders, and she's another one that's been around way too long, Nancy Pelosi is, uh, well, she's getting some criticism. Last week, there was a swearing-in for a newly elected Republican Texas congresswoman. This actually made big news because it's a longtime Democrat district. Her name is Myra Flores. And at the photo op, Nancy Pelosi is giving her young daughter a shove. If you haven't seen the video, it's actually pretty remarkable and pretty funny. There's just no questioning that Pelosi had decided, this kid's in too good a position here and I need room. And kind of gives her a, 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 a nudge. The congresswoman did not know about it immediately, but later on saw the video and said, I'm proud of my strong, beautiful daughter for not allowing this to phase her. She continued to smile and pose for a picture like a queen. No child should be pushed to the side for a photo op, period. So she was pretty worked up about this. Pelosi's deputy chief of staff said the speaker tried to make sure that Flores's daughter would be visible in the photograph. Um... I, 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 if you watch the video, that's not what's going on. She's not pulling the child towards her. She's kind of elbowing her sort of further outside because there's two little girls on the left side of the picture. Yeah, she gives a real elbow outside. That's pretty funny. All right, we got more coming up on the John and Ken show here on KFI. Well, I don't know what it is about men, not all of them, but men on airplanes there are some men who think, particularly when they take the overnight flights, 
that what they're going to do to a female sitting near them is either permissible or be undetectable. I, I haven't been able to figure out which. Apparently, this is a guy from Altadena by the name of Brian Patrick Durning. This is an overnight flight from LAX to Orlando on Delta last week. He sat in an aisle seat to the left of a girl who was under the age of 16. They're not giving out her age. She's only called MV for minor victim. The girl's mother was sitting two rows ahead of her daughter because there were reservation issues, so they couldn't sit together. But don't you normally ask if somebody will change seats? And maybe that's usually what you do when you're in that kind of... But anyway, I'm not blaming them because this is if this is true, it's inexcusable. So he started touching the little girl's hair and neck and then moved his hand up to her inner thigh because a woman who was asleep next to the victim saw him remove his hand from her thigh as soon as she woke up. He then touched the woman's breasts, <laughs> the woman who was asleep next to the victim, and, and, and also unzipped his pants. What, you, you think it's, it's nighttime and you're in bed at home and this is your partner with you? What, what is wrong with people? Well, he was taken in for questioning and wouldn't you know, he did confess to doing this. But he said, I had white wine and beer, and I took an Ambien pill. He is, of course, awaiting trial for this sex assault. And, he, of course, and he's been banned from flying Delta ever again. Um, his name is Brian Patrick Durning, age 51. And they took him into custody in Florida when the flight landed there. And I guess because this woman is testifying as to what she saw... It's probably not good. Um, uh, he, uh, he did order a glass of white wine after the plane departed. He had already consumed several beers before he boarded the flight. He began to cough and sneeze on the minor victim. At some point, he began to touch her hair and neck. He also tried to put his arm around her. When he did so, he tried to lean away. Um, she, tried, she tried to lean away. Durning runs a fitness company and operates as a real estate agent, according to the public records. The other guy that's worth mentioning was a guy on a Southwest Airlines flight. This is also hard to believe. He airdropped a penis picture to all the passengers on Saturday. And when the plane landed, of course, police were there to escort him off. A user by the name of Daddy Strange 333 on TikTok said the guy, we're calling him Larry... And apparently the video is getting reprimanded by a flight attendant for allegedly sharing a graphic photo with all the passengers, especially as kids sat behind him. Um, I saw his iPad had airdrop open, so I knew it was him. And yes, I sure did make a scene. Why, do you, why are you doing that, said the flight attendant. And he emotionlessly replied, just having a little fun. He did apologize, but according to the follow-up video posted yesterday, the claim is that Larry quickly went back to viewing the photo, which uh, apparently showed a woman uh, orally pleasuring him. Wow. 
nice stuff going on on the planes. It's not bad enough with your flights being canceled, but you end up with guys like these on your flight. Uh, Conway is here. Hey, now, do you remember back uh, when, uh, you know, in the old days, uh, you know, your mom and dad, uh, I don't know how old you were when you first flew, but you have to wear a sports coat and a, or a suit and tie. I remember being, you know, six, seven years old, and I had a sports coat and, and a tie on, and my, mom, and my sister was only able to wear a dress, and we had to, we had to dress up to fly. They only, I remember flying when I would occasionally get first class. I was like, well, you have to wear nice clothes. Sure, absolutely. But now people are there in their sweats and stuff. That's right. So. Yeah, people wear pajamas on a plane, and they think that's, <laughs> uh, that's cool. But well, it, it's nice if you're taking an overnight flight. You feel kind of... No. Yeah, look, I'm still... You know, the pajamas are for the house. You know, they're not uh, ever to be worn elsewhere, right? Maybe in the hospital. I, I agree. Maybe yes. in the hospital. But, I don't even like people with flip-flops everywhere. Oh, yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, especially the ones where near the pool make that noise, that bang, 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 <laughs> bang, bang, bang. You can hear them coming. And, and, and also... The, uh, the guys and gals that are a little big, uh, it sounds like, uh, you know, uh, Hiroshima, it sounds like a bomb going off every time they... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the ground by. shakes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, Kurt Schwarzkopf is coming on with us. He's uh, an executive. He used to be with the Kings, and he is he was with the Avs, too. And he's in uh, Denver. They're celebrating that big victory over oh, Tampa right. Bay. That's right. The Avalanche, the yes. Stanley Cup. I thought Tampa Bay was going to come back. I, I did, too. They're, they're a team that never gives up, but... Yeah. They were going for three in a row, weren't they? Uh, three in a row, yes. <clears throat> yeah. And that Corey Perry, the last three, t- you know, he used to play for uh, Anaheim. The last three times he's been in the Stanley Cup finals, he's lost all three times. Isn't that horrible? Oh, that is horrible. <laughs> That's the worst. That's like, remember the Buffalo Bills lost four straight Super Bowls? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the worst. With a lot man. of the same players, yeah. And one of them was a big, huge, I remember them getting into or what was a huge comeback. I remember one year they came back from like down 30 points to get into the Super Bowl. Um, all right, gas relief is coming. Uh, yeah. You're at $17 billion. We'll break down uh, who's getting what. And then there are three people dead and at least 50 injured with this Amtrak that uh, that crashed and uh, and uh, flipped over. 243 yeah. people from L.A. to uh, Chicago. I think it could have been a lot worse. The way they were painting it the first hour was like, oh, my God, multiple, multiple casualties. Yeah. But- uh, we don't know how badly the 50 people are hurt, so I shouldn't get too far ahead of myself. But three people dead uh, seems like uh, not too bad considering a huge train derailment. Well, look, it's 2022, and a train comes through there at 100 miles an hour with no crossing uh, armor or lights. You know, eventually some truck's just going to not hear it or see it, you know. Yeah, or maybe the guy stalled out on the tracks. We don't know because the dump truck driver was killed, apparently. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, wiped out as well. $130,000 raised for a loyal Burger King employee for 27 years uh, in GoFundMe campaign. We'll want to talk about that. And then fireworks found in an Azusa home prompting evacuations. Um, I think the uh, LAPD bomb uh, truck is heading down there. Okay, ding dong. (laughs) Going to wipe them out. All right, All right, that and a little, a little, you know, a couple of ding dongs, a crozier in the news, and then all of a sudden it's time for Nori, you know? All right, KFI and KOST HD2, Los Angeles and Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Ed, you're right. Conway's next. Michael Crozier has the news now. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.